stop thinking about like, what's that person thinking of me? He's not like, make sure your hair is perfect. Like, don't say um or but too often. Stand up straight, dress well. You know, it's not about you. It's not about your elevator speech. It's not about what you want, what your interests are. He's like, could you just turn you off for a minute and focus on the other person? Humanize Me with Bart Campolo. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. It is another Q&A episode, which means it is another chance for me to talk with my partner, my buddy, my, my producer, the one and only John Wright. That was quite an intro. It was, wasn't it? I'm trying to build you up. Yeah, man. you sometimes do that. You you go, you, you're like my producer, but then you'll stop and you'll be like my friend. Well, it feels <laughs> odd to say my producer because whenever I hear people talk about my producer, I, I always feel like it's a glorified way of saying my assistant. Mm. And that's not how it feels. But I'm glad you're here. I'm glad everybody's here. And, I, and, and we're going to do a Q&A. And, and I'm just going to say before we get into it, I just got a couple little, little things to say. Okay. Mm -hmm. The first is before we started this call, you told me that we had picked up another $20 a month. What do we call those people? We call them a partner, a partner. That's a real, that's cause that's, that's you're in. And so we picked up another partner and it's Tokyo Dave and, and, and I'm not calling him Tokyo Dave, like just out off the top of my head. His <laughs> actual name is something different. But he goes like, hey, Bart, it's me, Tokyo Dave. So that's like, <laughs> that's what he calls himself. And now that's what I call him. And he's one of those guys, one of those people who, you know, has written to me in other cases, you know, sort of been in touch in different scenarios. And then at some point he just decided, you know what? I'm going to be a partner. I'm going to, I'm going to buy in on the show. So yeah, Dave. Yeah. Much now, love to you. Can I ask you a, a, what may be a, a ridiculous question? Does Dave live in Tokyo? I I think so. Yes, okay. I, I actually do think so. I think or he I must don't have think, at some point. I, I right. Don't I don't think. think I don't think. You know, or he's broadcasting to our troops, trying to undermine their confidence, like Tokyo Rose, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 it just seems late for that. It just seems very late for that. But speaking of Patreon, which is where. Dave is supporting the program. You know, you're always saying to me, John, that we need special content for the Patreon people. And yes. it is not in my nature to be exclusive in that way. I know. You're a very giving human. It, yeah, right. Which is why I'm broke all the time. Because it's not in my nature to <laughs> it's not in my nature to sort of hold anything back from anybody. I just throw it all out there and it's all for free. And, you know, but I'm trying. And yes. so this this week, I thought of something because um, people, I mean, for years, people have asked, have been writing in and asking for a book list. Many public 
intellectuals, pundits, and other people with websites put up a recommended reading list, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And sometimes it's, it's really helpful because it not only gives you some background on like, oh, where did this person's kind of thoughts come from? But it also like it just it, it gives you, you know, sometimes it steers you towards books that you would want to read yourself. Definitely. So I, I have had a book list like that for a long time, but I haven't posted it because I thought I need to like write, I need to des describe a little bit about what each book is about or what it means to me or why it's on this list. And so, but what we're going to do is we're going to put the book list up as a blog post on the website available to all. But John, you and I, we're doing the podcast version where we kind of explain the list and talk about it and chop it up a little bit. And that the, the podcast episode about the book list is only going to be for Patreon people. Love it. Right? I think that's really great. Yeah. So you do a little bit of like, yeah, I guess they call that the freemium model, right? There's a portion that's free. And if you want more, you go to the, uh, you go, you go behind the paywall. I've never heard it called that. Um, freemium. I, yes. I, 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 I think we should call it friendulum because what it means <laughs> is, is that if you're really a friend, um, uh -huh. you know, in a deeper way, you get what's behind the the wall whatever it is yeah. anyway we're doing that episode i think it's going to be fun i'm excited about it it'll be up yeah me too by the time this podcast is up it'll probably be up so yes it'll, it'll be there all right so enough of that oh one last thing i was talking to roman my son who you know always has more and better ideas than anyone <laughs> he is in london right now you know because... i knew he was going to london somehow what, why is he there He's in London because he's been writing songs for he's been right. He, he and his, his girlfriend, Ali, she's like, like Hollywood's world's greatest songwriter and Roman's a songwriter. And lately they've been writing songs together. Their last song that was, rec was recorded by this K-pop group called BTS. So I go to look at the, video for idol by bts and I, I just looking for the youtube link so i youtube it guess how many views it has right now god it's it's gonna be like seven figures it's a hundred and sixty four million views <laughs> what, what what song that's insane. Has, that's what insane. what is that about that's crazy what, rome so roman's been writing songs but he's in london because he's also signed a deal with an actual, um, he's signed with some, I don't management, I, I, or I guess a label. That's what mm -hmm. you would call it. I don't even know how the music work industry works, but anyway, they signed him as a performer, and and he hasn't released any of that music, but he's going to perform it for the first time at this club, uh, at this at, in London uh, tomorrow night. That's super exciting. I, why am I talking about that? Oh, so in the middle of this, like I call to check in him and he's like, oh, we just rehearsed. It's really cool. I'm so excited, you know. Um, so he's he all be. in. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's, it's really cool. But but he also goes like, hey, dad, on the podcast, are you going to do, are you going to keep doing those movie recommendations? Because he said, that's really cool. Um, because he said a lot of people, you know, they get into that vast wasteland of Net, um, Netflix or Amazon and and they're just 
you know, they yeah, they're lost. Yeah, so so, so he's like, he was like, give him something out of the deep catalog, and I thought, okay, here's a movie that very few people I know have seen, but people that care about the stuff that we care about. This is a very humanizing movie, and it's called The Big Kahuna. I am a little bit, oh gosh, I just realized how depressing it is to recommend this movie because it stars one of my favorite actors, Danny DeVito, mm -hmm. um, another guy named Peter Fascinelli, who I later saw on Nurse Betty, but and I didn't, I didn't realize it was the same guy until I went back. And then it stars Kevin Spacey, who you're not supposed to say anything nice about ever again. Right. I don't know what to do. You know, I know. I, think, I never. I think we're, I we're part of yeah. a whole national conversation about what do we do with people. Well, yeah, um, and, and do you know how often a Louis C.K. bit comes to my mind, and I feel bad like making the reference now. See, and, I, and what's funny is like Louis C.K. came back and did that bit in the yeah comedy. Cellar. He showed up at a comedy club without really an announcement, just to work out some new material that he, he's working on. You know. What I wanted to say was that the big kahuna is this really kind of thoughtful movie about three salesmen at a convention in some nothing city in the Midwest. Um, and, uh, and one of them's a young guy who's an evangelical Christian and the other two are kind of old, grizzled veterans, cynical atheists, and their interactions are just amazing. And it's it's not a slam job on anybody, so I, there's my suggestion. Awesome, big Kahuna. You got a question, John? I do. Fire away. Bart often talks about cultivating loving relationships, but I'm never sure what he means or what I'm supposed to do. Don't get me wrong; I was popular enough in school, and I've always gotten along with the people uh, I work with but I don't know how many of my friends would say they actually feel loved by me or vice versa. I'm not asking for Bart's 12 rules for life, but I'd sure like to know step one when it comes to connecting more deeply with the people in my life. I like that question. Do you like that question? I love that question. And I'm curious uh, about the answer. And I like the Jordan Peterson reference. Right. You know, yeah. Because it feels like a lot of people are sort of like, here are my 12 rules. And, and, and I read that book and it sort of felt like this like vast, comprehensive, like, I will tell you everything about how to live your life. Um, and I love it that this person's like, just, just yeah. give me step one. Okay. Yes. So what is step one? I knew this question was coming. And I thought about like, what is the simplest and shortest way for me to answer it? Um, especially when I just gave the most ridiculously long introduction in history. So this podcast is already going to be too long. <laughs> and you know what I thought? Dale Carnegie. Have you ever read How to Win Friends and Influence People? So I've I've read excerpts of that book. I've never read it all the way through. But of course, I know how influential it was and how big a deal it was when and it came you, out. You know, I've been hearing about that book all my life. I assumed it was smarmy because it's written by a salesman and it was always sort of quoted in the context. It always, I, I always focused on the influence people mm -hmm. and it felt like it was like the manipulator's handbook. <laughs> um, but I finally, 
I was working on this. I, I was I was doing research for this friendship book I'm working on, and it's so ubiquitous that I thought, okay, I, even though nobody nobody under the age of thirty, it seems like, has read it. Um, nobody I've talked to has even heard of it. Um, under the age of thirty, but I thought I, I should check it out. So I checked it out of the library, literally. It's it's really good, and the first. It, 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 it's, it has like sort of four parts. I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you could read parts one and two and be done and you would have, you would have gotten your money's worth. And so I, I looked up the, the table of contents just while we're talking, right? Mm-hmm. Here, here they are. Here, here's a table of contents. Fundamental techniques in handling people. And the principle one is don't criticize, condemn, or complain. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, so Dale Carnegie goes like, look, here's the thing. Like you want people to like you, you want to do what, like, don't criticize people. Don't condemn them. Don't complain all the time. It's yeah. just a simple, it was almost like, like you got to be positive. Yeah. And it's funny because I think a lot of people criticize the sunshine personality and, and people say, no, I want somebody with a little bit more of an edge, but like. When the chips are down, people actually do tend to prefer to be with people that are more positive. Yes, absolutely. So, so the, the second principle is give honest and sincere appreciation. And Carnegie then goes and differentiates between flattery and appreciation. And, and, the, and the main thing is, is that appreciation is, is rooted in actual distinctive qualities or behaviors that you observe in the other person. And he talks about how much, how, how, how much people, everybody wants to eat, everybody wants to sleep, everybody wants sex, everybody wants, you know, money. But he said, the thing that everybody wants that underlies all of that is, is people really want to be important. They want to matter. And that when you appreciate somebody, when you, when you communicate to them what you're seeing, you make them feel like they matter. And then he, he talks about the, the third principle is arousing in the other person an eager want. And that is like, if you want to handle people, figure out what they want. Like, don't figure out what you want them to do first. First, figure out what do they want and then try to make your requests in terms of like with their desires in mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so. So that's not even the good stuff. Then part two is six ways to make people like you. And again, sounds so shallow. Sounds so shallow, make people like you. But what's ironic is, listen to what the list says. Number one, become genuinely interested in other people. Not not pretend you're interested. He's like, you have to actually get interested in other people or no one will like you. Right. Okay. Second one, smile. And he, and he has a whole chapter about, what a, about how smiling more than any other thing we do communicates warmth, communicates safety, communicates that so it's sort of like smile. Third principle, remember that a, a person's name is to that person the sweetest and most important sound in any language. <laughs> and again, this one, John, gets 
over this one gets a bad rap because people think of it as a sales tip and 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 you see salesmen do it like they ask your name you're at the the, the stereo store and they're like well john this stereo is really good for you uh, for a guy like you john you know and like <laughs> i you know, know. And i know it's terrible you, you know you're being worked right oh and i have such a like being worked detector like it's it's right. it's up all the time yeah and so What's funny is that when you read the chapter, he's not talking about working this guy you just met who walked into your store. What he's talking about is like you and me who have been friends forever or not forever, but for years. Mm -hmm. My tendency is going to be not to say your name very often. But if in the middle of a conversation, what Dale Carnegie says is like, there's psychology behind this and stuff. But he's like, if in the middle of the conversation, I go like, wow, John. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for doing that. Mm-hmm. It's sort of, it highlights the fact that this is not a general conversation. Well, saying the name is another way of going like, I see you. Okay. The, the principle four, be a good listener. And then he has a whole section about how most people don't really listen. Yeah, it's so true. And, and, you know, and, and it's about active listening skills. And, he, you know, he touches on stuff that maybe you've heard of. Like there are whole books about listening um, skills that are amazing. But Carnegie just like in the middle of this book, he's like, look, people love to be listened to. Then he goes, principle five, talk in terms of the other person's interests, which is a back back to that. Mm-hmm. Thing in the first section about arousing the other person and eager want, like be aware of what the other person is interested in. Yeah. Principle six, make the other person feel important and do it sincerely. Okay. So like I just gave you nine chapter headings. They're all like, get your head, get your mind off yourself. Stop thinking about like, what's that person thinking of me? He's not like, make sure your hair is perfect. Like, don't say um or but too often. Um, st- stand up straight. Like, you know, look, you know, like look your dress well. You know, it's not about you. It's not about your elevator speech. It's not about what you, what you want, what your interests are. He's like, could you just turn you off for a minute and focus on the other person? Yeah. And so, you know, somebody says like, what is step one towards making the people in my life who I already know feel like I care about them, like I love them? And the answer is you got to, you got to turn you off. You got to set, it's temporary. Don't get me wrong. It's temporary. You're not going to, it's not like forget about yourself. You're not going to, but you've got to, you've got to step into a conversation and say, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to think about them. Like what's happening in her life? What's she going through? You know, what don't I know about her? What, what is it that what is it happened to me today that I'm excited about? Like I found my wallet today or something like this. And let me turn that around and go, hey, what was the best thing that happened to you today? And not just so that they can say something and you can quickly go into your thing. Like 
just figure out like what matters to you about you and, and assume that that other person, they've got that same list and focus on their list. One of the things that vulnerability does is if you're, if you're vulnerable with people, it makes them feel comfortable opening up to you. So like you don't want to, you don't want to waste your vulnerability by never exploiting the opening it gives you. And that is when you're vulnerable, then you can turn to another person and go like, man, I've told you my whole story here. I really want to hear yours. Mm -hmm. Joe, <laughs> Mary, <laughs> like talk to me, specific person. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and so Carnegie was just like, look, this is, this is the most basic information of all this. I'm going to tell you 18 different ways to Sunday. Look at the other person and find out things you can praise, find out things you can affirm, find out things that you can care about. And, and you say, well, well, that's going to have, maybe he's right. Maybe people will like you if you're interested in them, but that doesn't help. That doesn't help you to fall in love with them. And I go like, oh, it does. It really does. Humanity is hard to love sometimes when people show up at you and they're not unique and they're not special. They're just another person you got to deal with, another customer you got to serve, another, another person you got to take care of. But when you start to probe and ask questions and get deeper with people, you're going to find stuff to love about them. Like people are lovable in their individuality. Not they're not generally that lovable in their um, kind of sameness. If that makes any sense, like to the degree that you are just another person who likes music, or another person who likes video games, or another person that like everybody else, you know. Um, you know, is hungry sometimes and sleeps sometimes and complains about the neighbor sometimes. Like those things are dull. It's when we start asking deeper questions about like what the specifics are and how you dealt with that and what happened then and what about your mom and why do you act that way? Like when we get into the depths of people, that's where, that's the parts that you find their pain. Yeah. You find their, 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 their strength yeah. Find their uniqueness. And that's the stuff that you will end up loving. And they will feel loved by you because they are not a category. That They're real process of humanizing someone. Yeah. Boy, that would be a good thing. We should we should have a podcast called Humanize Me. <laughs> yeah, no, it is true though. That's what you're describing. I mean, you you're really I mean, you think about something where where you know someone's in the news. And people can be so harsh about that person. As soon as they get to know them, or if that's someone that people know, it, it cuts through all of that, and and you just you just understand them, and you feel you feel a connection there. Yeah, there's a great old French proverb that says, "He who knows all forgives all." And the idea is is that if you really dug, if you really understand the other person and where what happened to them or where they're coming from, you would have you would have compassion. Yeah, I love their, that quote. What is that? Where, where did that come from? It's. I just know it's French. I, okay. I, I like, and I've looked for it to try to find like the deeper roots of it. I'm sure mm -hmm. if you Google it, you'll find something. But I remember Googling it and realizing like it, its provenance was uncertain. But I like it anyway. Yeah.
I, I should just say like Seneca once said, you know, like nobody would, you know, but um, no one would ever look it up. I mean, I guess this is this maybe is a podcast length endorsement of Dale Carnegie's um, book. <laughs> but more than that, what I'm saying is, is that it's 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 as simple as you got to turn yourself off and really focus on the other person. And if you can do that. You have not only taken the first step, but you have taken the most important step. And not just getting, like Dale Carnegie says, how to make people like you. I'm saying how to feel connected to other people. That when, you know, when you really know what's going on with another person, you're going to feel connected to them and they're going to feel connected to you. So the question was about cultivating loving relationships. And this is what you're saying is, at the heart of it. First step. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's way more, there's way more to talk about. There's, you know, there's, um, forgiveness and there's spending quality time with people and there's physical touch. And I mean, there's so much more we could talk about. There's so many more steps. Like that's this book that I'm supposed to be writing that I never seem to write. Um, and so, but, but I'm just saying like, look, the person asked for step one, and what I'm saying is this step one to connecting with the other person is don't be focused on how to make that person, how to make yourself attractive to that person. Step one is to be attracted to that person, to decide to be interested in that person, to project onto that person like this person is important to me just because they're there. Mm. And I'm going to focus on them and I'm going to find out what's going on with them and I'm going to care and ask good questions. And, you know, we can talk about the the specific questions you could ask and the ways to do that. But what I'm saying is long before you get into any techniques, you got to recognize like, oh, this, this business of loving another person is really about focusing on the other person. Like that is the beginning of love is focus. I think so. Oh gosh, that's a good line, right? I'm just going to end the podcast on that. I just want to stop right there. The, be- the beginning of love is focus. And so when you're trying to, when, you, when you're like, I want to make a bunch of friends or I'm out with a group of people and I'm like, I, I, I want everybody, like I love this group of people. I want to be a part of it and stuff like that. Your, your tendency is going to be to focus on like how to look good or how to be cool or how to act. And I'm like, you know what? If you really want to connect with those people, love them. And the beginning of love is focus. Love it. All right, man. We're done. Thanks so much, Bart. No, thank you for for listening. I don't know. It felt valuable to me. I think it was. All right. We'll be back with with another kind of cool interview and, and, and stuff like that next time. But for now, thanks, everybody, just for being part of this deal. For more on BART, go to bartcampolo.org. To leave a question in your own voice to be used in future shows, call the Humanize Me Q line at 424-291-2092. That's 424-291-2092. Humanize Me is a production of Jax Media. Hey, you could be larger than life.